This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi there, it's Megan Mitchell from Agents of Change. Thanks for checking out my podcast. If you enjoy the content, please check out my ASWB test prep courses for the bachelor's, master's, and clinical exams. Each Agents of Change course includes more than 30 key topics that closely match the ASWB KSA content areas. Our content is great for both auditory and visual learners and includes video walkthroughs, supplemental materials, hundreds of practice questions, and twice monthly live study groups with me. You can learn more and get 10 free practice questions at agentsofchangeprep.com. Hi there, this is Alex Mitchell from Agents of Change Social Work Test Prep. And we are super excited today to share the State of Social Work Report for 2024. Uh, This is the second year we've done a State of Social Work survey and published a report. So last year in 2023, that was our our first year. And this year we had close to 300 social workers across the country, across different industries from all types of backgrounds, share their feedback about the State of Social Work. And so in today's uh, video, we want to walk you through some of the results of that survey and some of the learnings uh, that we can all take forward into 2024. So just a little bit of background first. The responses were collected in the second half of December 2023, and they were you know, collected via a few different avenues. Uh, one from the Agents of Change community, uh, also from social media, so posts in social work groups on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, as well as groups that both belong to Agents of Change and are separate from Agents of Change. And again, as I mentioned before, 270 social workers responded to our survey, um, which we are very pleased, um, a little bit more than last year, which is great. And the, we had a very diverse group of social workers who responded. Uh, So about 25% had less than three years in the field as a social worker, 16% had three to five years, 19% five to 10 years, 17% 10 to 15, and 23% with more than 15 years of experience. So very well distributed uh, with just about a fifth of, of each of those groups, um, you know, being represented. So very diverse from a level of experience. Um, And we also saw diversity on the age side, too, as well. So about 9% were in their 20s, 26% in their 30s, uh, 25% or a quarter in their 40s, about a quarter, 26% in their 50s, and 14% 60 or older. So again, a very diverse group of of social workers, which was was great to see. Um, In terms of gender distribution, similar to what we saw last year, Most of our respondents identified as female, so 86%, uh, 12% identified as male, and 2% identified as non-binary or declined to to answer this question. Um, We also had 13% of total respondents identifying themselves as Mexican, Mexican Mexican-American, Chicano, uh, Puerto Rican, Cuban, Cuban-American, or a member of another uh, Spanish, Hispanic, or Latino group. So that was about 13% of our respondents. In terms of race identification, uh, we had 2% identifying themselves as Asian, 1% as American Indian or Alaskan Native, 
47% identifying as black and 50% identifying as white. Um, this was a similar distribution to, to last year um, in terms of race identification. Uh, this year, we also saw a little bit more diversity across the United States, where last year we had about 40 states represented. This year, we picked up a few more. We had 44 states and the District of Columbia represented by respondents. Our goal next year for 2025 will be to get all 50 states um, plus you know, District of Columbia, plus Canada, plus Puerto Rico as well. So that's our goal for next year, uh, but great to see more representation than last year. And the vast majority of people who filled out the survey this year to participate in the state of social work uh, were so, uh, currently employed as social workers. So 84% listed that they were currently employed as a social worker. So the first category of questions, now that we've moved beyond just, you know, who took this survey, where are they from, what's their background, is we ask about the ASWB exam and licensing experience. About two thirds of the folks who took our survey this year are currently studying for an ASWB exam. Again, this survey was distributed in a few places, but one of the biggest ones was the Agents of Change community. Um, so, you know, we saw something similar last year where the majority of respondents are currently studying for an ASWB exam. And then if you break down that 64%, a little bit more than half are studying to take the master's exam, about 53%. A little bit less than half are studying to take that clinical exam, 45%, and a small percentage studying to take the bachelor's exam. Then we ask, why uh, you know, are these folks taking the exam? And the biggest reason that folks are taking this exam is to acquire a valuable credential. That's 37%. So more than a third are taking it to get that credential, um, you know, to be able to you know, have that uh, on, on their uh, CV, on their LinkedIn, et cetera. 12% uh, are saying that they're taking it for their job. It's required for the job that they're applying, applying for. Uh, 10%, a little bit less, it's currently required for their job. So the job that they currently have, they need this licensure for. And then 10% are saying just to build their skills as a social worker. So again, what we see there, acquiring that valuable credential is the number one reason folks are taking either the master's or the clinical ASWB exam. We also ask about what changes respondents want to see in the exam in the future? Uh, we know the ASWB asks about this as well to test takers, but we like to ask our community um, and the social work population out there. And we got a lot of really, really great responses. So thank you to everyone who filled out the survey. Um, really, really rich feedback there. And we were able to pull it into five key themes that folks are looking for for the exam in the future. One, they want to see improved exam structure and content. A lot of folks mentioned in their, their comments that the exam structure can be confusing at times, can be overwhelming. Uh, the content sometimes doesn't match what they, they expect, um, and that can be a challenge. Uh, better support and resources. So folks want to see more from the ASWB, um, the testing providers, just more free resources available, better support if they need to retake the exam to help them pass the second time around. They also want to see increased accessibility and inclusivity. Um, this applies to both uh, the, the way that the test is delivered, potentially offering it in other languages instead of just offering additional time for those who speak English as a second language, as well as the actual questions being more inclusive um, of, of various races and ethnic backgrounds, um, which has been you know, a piece of feedback we've seen in prior surveys as well. 
Fourth, folks want to see improvements to the testing conditions and environment. This is one that actually just came out recently in ASWB's uh, released uh, community survey and community focus groups that they did. A lot of folks mentioned that, you know, unsurprisingly, it's a very stressful environment uh, to go into the testing center, um, to have to, you know, kind of be in this artificial world with other people, you know, potentially noisy at times. Um, You're getting recorded. It can be a stress inducer. Um, So there was a lot of feedback around, you know, can this really be improved in terms of testing conditions and environment? And one thing we've posted about at Agents of Change before, um, with the new testing partner, PSI, in 2024, the ASWB has said that they're looking into virtual testing. Uh, so being able to take the test remotely, um, it would still be you know, recorded. Um, you would have a virtual proctor, most likely. Um, that's a little bit longer term for them. They've said you know, near the end of 2024, they'd like to have that live. But we'll definitely share more information if we hear it from the ASWB. And then finally, folks want to see the licensing process and costs be reduced, um, especially if you have to take the test multiple times. They want to see that that price go down, right? They want to see more resources available. But overall, it's it's expensive getting ready for the ASWB exam is what we heard in the survey results. And so they'd like to see that cost come down uh, for both studying and taking the actual exam. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So moving on from the ASWB exam section, we ask about social work careers. And what was really cool to see is of those 370 respondents, there were 216 different types of social work careers mentioned, which is awesome. Uh, Social work is incredibly diverse. It's really getting more and more diverse every year. Every time we do this survey, we see more types of careers out there. Uh, But we've rolled these up into the top 10 categories. And I won't read through all of these. I'll just highlight some of the changes that we saw year over year. Uh, We saw a lot more of our survey respondents working as clinicians or in private practice, right? So about a little bit more than a third of the folks who took our survey identified as as a clinician or working in a private practice, which is a lot more than 2023, where that was only 17%. Uh, We also saw a decline in the amount of folks who identified as working in an education environment, whether that's higher ed, whether that's high schools. Um, education was only uh, you know, 13% in 2023 and actually increased to 37% in 2024. Um, community and mental health decreased from 17% to 3%. So that was a big change. Not as many folks uh, who identified as community mental health were taking this year's survey. And then one final one, a little bit of a decrease in folks who work in the medical hospital environment. About 20% last year, down to about 13% in 2024. So again, this is just designed to give us an idea of how are people moving and identifying themselves in these top categories of social work. But again, it's very diverse. There's a lot of different um, subgroups in each of these. Of course, categories we're not capturing here as well, uh, but we just wanted to kind of share who's, who's taking the survey at a high level. In terms of job changes, a little bit more than a third of respondents said that they were somewhat likely or highly likely to change jobs in the next 12 months. 
This is a little bit of a decrease from last year where it was in the 40% range, but still pretty high. So more than a third of social workers are thinking that they're going to change a job in the next 12 months. And the biggest reason, which also we saw last year, is to earn a higher salary. Um, 61% of folks who said they were likely or very likely to change a job said salary was the reason, the thing that they were looking for in their next job. A smaller amount, 17%, are looking for lower stress. Uh, they're feeling burned out. They want to you know, find a job that's, that's lower stress. And then a smaller percentage are looking for more flexibility with their work hours. So that's about 7% of people. And then we broke it down by looking at you know, which of those career types or categories are folks most looking to change jobs or most likely to change jobs. And about 50% of people said that, you know, if, who said that they worked in community mental health are saying that they're very or somewhat likely to change jobs. Same things with social workers who work in substance abuse and addiction. About 50% of those are also reporting that they're very likely or somewhat likely to change jobs. Um, and then children and family was about 48%. So community mental health, substance abuse and addiction, and child and family work are the folks what we're seeing are most likely to want to change jobs in the next year. Again, salary is the primary reason that we saw there, but there were a few other reasons that those folks are, are looking to change jobs. On the flip side, the folks least likely to change jobs in the next 12 months were those who worked in the medical hospital environment, with only 26% reporting that they'd be likely or very likely to change. Hospice environment, only about a third saying that they're very likely or somewhat likely to change. And then education, also about a third saying very or somewhat likely. So medical hospital, hospice, and education are feeling more like they're going to stay in their job uh, for the next year or so, least likely to change jobs. Somewhat related, and this is actually a really interesting finding from this year's survey, the three jobs with the highest reported stress levels for social workers were actually some of those same ones that we, we said before. So we looked up here, community mental health, substance abuse and addiction and child and family being the highest likely to change jobs. Those are the three that social workers are reporting the highest stress as well. Community mental health, three quarters of social workers working in this environment reported very or somewhat high stress and very similar for those working in substance abuse and addiction, 72%, very or somewhat high. Child and family was a bit lower, but still more than half saying that they're experiencing very or somewhat high stress. If you're looking for the jobs that, that social workers are reporting are the lowest stress levels, what we saw this year were hospice, education, and medical and hospital work. Hospice, only a third reported very or somewhat high stress in their job. Education, a little bit less than half, um, as well as medical and hospital, a little bit less than half at 45 and 46%. So hospice education and medical and hospital were the ones where our social workers are saying they're, they're experiencing the least stress of any of those major career categories. In our second to last section, we evaluated findings about the future of social work. Social workers are very positive is what we found. Um, despite some of the challenges that are happening in the field, two thirds are either very positive or somewhat positive about the future of social work. 21% uh, are neutral. Um, so the vast majority are neutral or above with two thirds being very positive or somewhat positive. So social workers are feeling very positive about the future of social work. An interesting trend 
similar to what we saw in 2023, is that very new social workers are very positive. Uh, this may not be surprising to folks who've been in the field for a little bit, but if you have less than three years as a social worker, we're seeing about 71% say that they're very positive or somewhat positive about the future. That percent unfortunately declines as social workers spend longer in the field, getting as low as 41% for those with 10 to 15 years. Um, that may be the function of burnout. They may be a little bit jaded on, on the future. The interesting thing, though, is it does rebound. For those folks who have been around for more than 15 years, it goes right back up to just as positive, 71%, as those newbie social workers out there. So there is a rebound effect for the, the folks who have been in the field for a while. Uh, but unfortunately, we see a decline in that positivity as folks have spent longer in the field before they get to that 15-year uh, bump that we're seeing. And why do, do social workers feel so positive? What, what does drive that positivity? So again, we, we got kind of a bunch of great verbatim responses here, free responses from social workers that we summarized into five major categories. The first one is really feeling the growing need and importance of social workers. Uh, we hear mental health talked about a lot more than it was a decade ago, and social workers are right at the heart of that. So they feel important, they realize the need, for them and this career. They're also seeing opportunities for growth. Uh, they're able to move, as I mentioned, into different careers, new careers that are emerging. Um, I know Megan before has, has worked with folks inside of tech companies who are social workers, which I would say didn't really exist probably 10 years ago, having social workers working to help with mental health of people outside of technology startups, right? That's a really cool new opportunity for growth for social workers. Um, also, people are recognizing and valuing this profession. So again, that need and importance, recognition and value are, are big things that, that social workers are feeling. They're also, of course, feeling like they're making an impact and it's a fulfilling career. Um, this is one we've seen before. This is one that's existed for a while in social work, driven that positive feeling. And then the other one is that they're experiencing, you know, an evolving nature of the profession. As I mentioned, it's expanding into new areas. It's dynamic. Advocacy is is getting, you know, kind of larger and larger in different contexts for social workers. Um, really, the growth and the opportunity is is better than it's ever been before in the eyes of many of the social workers who took the survey. Um, so it's really exciting to see that. Of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about some of the negative things that social workers are feeling. So for those about 15 to 20 percent of social workers who reported they're feeling negative or very negative about the future of social work, we broke that down into five key reasons as well. One is, despite that growing need and importance, there's still sometimes a lack of support or appreciation for social workers. Um, you know, that can be intermittent, but it, it can hurt, right? If you're not feeling supported, if you're not feeling appreciated as a social worker, you're not going to feel great about the future of the career. Also, again, we had a lot of folks who are, you know, working through their licensing right now. Just licensing and examination challenges you know, makes folks not feel great about the social work career, unfortunately. So there are definitely some problems to figure out there um, in order to improve the way social workers feel about this career. Uh, overwork and underpayment. So if you remember before where I was talking about the biggest reason social workers change jobs is to get higher pay. So social workers who are feeling negative, Overwork, underpayment is definitely driving a lot of that negative feeling. And that's leading them to change jobs. That's leading them to seek a higher salary elsewhere. 
Uh, a couple other highlights of the somewhat negative or very negative respondents for future social work. Um, at times, professional culture can be, you know, cause burnout, um, not having enough training as well, and some systemic and ethical concerns that exist in the field or in certain parts of the field can drive that feeling of negativity. So while most folks, most social workers are feeling positive as what we found in our survey, there's certainly uh, several drivers um, of negative feelings that are valid that need to get addressed and, and worked on by social workers out there. Coming to our last section here, we added a new question this year. Uh, 2023 was really the year of AI. Uh, it was hard to watch the news or go on social media without seeing ChatGPT or different AI tools out there. It's, it's really been a revolution. And so we asked about how are you feeling as a social worker about AI and its potential on the field of social work? And I think the best way I can sum that up from what we found is neutral, <laughs> where most of our questions, we see a very big swing to positive or negative. About half of social workers are completely neutral on AI today and its potential in social worker, social work. We see about a fifth, uh, very positive, 21%. And about a quarter, very negative or somewhat negative, 26%. So you have kind of those two groups, smaller groups on each side, and then the big group is in the middle. Um, for the folks who are feeling positive about AI, they see some opportunity and increased efficiency of just those administrative tasks you have to do as a social worker. They see that they can get more done, um, maybe more resources can be utilized, and it can support them in research and information gathering for their clients um, or for their communities. Can also help with education and training, and it's just you know innovative. It's something that can help with modern challenges. Um, again, that that comes from just the twenty one percent who are positive or very positive. From the twenty six percent who are negative or very negative about AI, they're worried. They're worried about it being used inappropriately. Um, they're maybe skeptical about some of AI's capabilities. Maybe it's over promised and under delivered. They're also believing maybe there's a lack of familiarity or understanding where, you know, a social worker, of course, with decades of experience would have a ton of, you know, kind of history to pull on where maybe these tools might not have that history and might not know the right history to access um, to help a client, for example. There are also some concerns about job competition and, and skill loss. So, you know, jobs going away for social workers or certain skills being taken away. And there's just some general uncertainty from the negative population. You know, it's very unclear where AI is going to land, not only with social work, but just across all of work. And that can be scary at times. And so, again, I would sum it up with social workers are feeling neutral today, but there's certainly folks who are in the positive bucket and the negative bucket for all of those reasons. So that's it for the State of Social Work 2024. I want to give a big thank you to everyone who took the survey this year. These results are incredibly helpful, um, not only to understand uh, social work, where there are opportunities to improve, where social work is going, but also for social workers um, and even people who are considering social work out there as a career, new social workers and, and prospective social workers. This helps them understand the state of the field today, um, where maybe they can make a big impact, where there are higher or lower levels of stress, what people are thinking about inside of the career, um, things about licensing exam that they need to be aware of. So all of your feedback is incredibly appreciated and will help the next generation of social workers as well as social workers today. So at Agents of Change, we will keep doing this survey each year. We will keep trying to make it better each year. 
And thank you again for participating and watching this video. We appreciate it.